Welcome to C-Suite Radio. The Open Mic Podcast is brought to you by the Cheap Seat Entertainment Network. Holy heartbeat! Welcome to another episode of the Open Mic Podcast. Excellent! With your host, Brad Allen. Well, isn't that extra special? Recorded live at Bay Area Studios. Join Brett each week as he interviews celebrities, influencers, authors, high-level entrepreneurs, and much more. At the open mic, no topic is off limits. Giddy up. And you never know who may stop by. Now, here's your host, Brett Allen. Today on the Open Mic Podcast, we have the talented actress Tammy Stronach. You will know her as the childlike empress from the iconic cult film, The NeverEnding Story. That's right, Tammy Stronach is on the show, and we are here to talk about her experiences and memories from The NeverEnding Story, along with an upcoming film that she has called Man and Witch, what she's been up to, her love for dance, raising a family, and what has been cooking for the last several years. Tammy she's the best and i'm excited for you to enjoy this interview tammy welcome into the show thank you so much i'm so happy to be here well we are chatting with tammy stronach we all know her from the never-ending story and we're going to get into that but there are far more important things to talk about right now the big question is is how has life been for you during quarantine what is what have you been up to what's been keeping you busy and are you binge watching anything or, or is it just a lot of family time? <laughs> I am okay during quarantine. I feel like uh, I've been relatively lucky in all of this. Nobody immediately, immediately close to me uh, has gotten sick or um, passed away. But I do have friends who have had that experience. And so, you know, we do all, we share the same world. And so there is this kind of, you know, uncertainty and sadness in the air that's just kind of with us right now. It's a really surreal time. It's impossible not to, you know, kind of absorb that and be worried about people. Um, but, um, I have been doing yoga like every, I started a yoga uh, class. Initially, it was just free for whoever wanted to join for two months every day. And now it's a drop-in class because I just was so anxiety. <laughs> I needed to find a way to uh, just channel all of that. So that's sure. actually something that was positive that came out of covid um, and I started to uh, make little dances at home with my daughter because she's not going to school. So trying to find the silver lining in um, just kind of um, being with family and then just doing yoga, actually. Yeah. When you started the online yoga, did people connect with it in the way because they know you from your career as an actor or was it like this is something new because I imagine for people who I'm 46 so this is definitely within my generation it, what what was it that drove people to want to connect with you in, in that way as far as yoga and made it so like was it overwhelming were you just getting so many people interested like what was that all about so it's you know I started it with just some friends who knew me from my life and from my time as a dancer, I'm a, a dance professor as well, so people who knew me from that world. And then um, a, just it wasn't overwhelming. Just a few never-ending story people joined, I think mostly out of curiosity for the never-ending story, but then they ended up really feeling better and liking the yoga. And it's been so nice. It kind of created this um, 
special space where uh, everything just kind of blended together. Friends from 100 years, you know, really old friends to new people. And um, I really enjoy the informality of it and the fact that we're all just, um, you know, uh, trying to take care of ourselves together. Yeah, I think that's very true. And I feel like all of us hopefully will come out of this with a new skill or something different about our lives, right? Because I think that, you know, we've been in this now going on four months and at least where I'm at in the Bay Area, you know, there's no real end in sight. I mean, obviously we know it will end, but I've come up with new and creative ways. I have a child myself. He's six. He just turned six. Yeah. So we've been spending a lot of time at home. Um, I love that. I love that sigh. <laughs> well, how old is yours, by yeah. the way, if you don't mind me so, asking? No, I, I totally understand. Mine is nine. Okay, so we're somewhat close. There's not a lot for kids to do. There's not no, a lot for kids no, to do. No, no, there's super not. challenging. And yeah. so we're on a summer schedule. I know his mom has him for seven days, and then I have him for seven. And they just recently mm-hmm. moved back from Monterey, so we've been readjusting to that. On top of that, mm-hmm. we've decided we're going to homeschool for first grade because the schools are just just being so wonky about opening up and and not to make this a political conversation, but it's crazy. So now we're homeschooling. (laughs) So now I'm like, okay, this is going to be different. And his mom is, you know, she's excited about it. And I think it will be fun because they've already started learning things and they're, my son loves music, which is great. I think that's awesome because I love music. And so he has inherited that trait and they've been doing yeah. music class and things. And this weekend, funny enough, um, we're going to watch your film uh, because he has not seen awesome. it yet. Yeah. So I'm excited to introduce him to that world and all of that. But you've got a new film that you're working on, Man and Witch. And when I, I this has been all over the news news as far as what you're doing and who is starring in it. And as much as you can talk about it, what what can people expect from this? What was it that interested you? And I mean, what is it all about, Man and Witch? This was another funny thing. I, I did not expect to be able to get the funding and create that. I mean, I just, the whole thing, the ball just started rolling almost faster than I can keep up with it, to be really honest. Sure, that's usually how it we, works. Uh, we, um, I started a kids entertainment company when my daughter was born. Before that, I was a choreographer. I had my own company for 20 years in New York. And um, then when I had a kid, I, I just got really curious about um, how to stimulate young minds and how to bring high, high quality art to them. And I really was interested in music and in stories that don't talk down to kids that uh, value their intelligence. And um, so we did a lot of local shows and I would have workshops afterwards, um, also a teacher where there'd be an educational component. Um, And then we finally looked at each other. I'd been going to a bunch of comic cons and everyone's like, when are you going to do another film? When are you going to do another film? And my husband was like, why don't we just make the next Paper Canoe project a film? Because we'd been making albums and puppet shows and plays and things. And I was like, sure. And so we started cooking it up in our kitchen. And um, and then this whole thing just, we, we met our director, Rob Margulies, who loved the story and it was wonderful. His um, his son is actually named Bastion. So the Everything Story is a really important film for him. Oh, wow. And um, and he was like, I'm going to drop everything and I'm going to eat, live, breathe this project. And I'm going to do everything until it gets off the ground. And we were like, wow, okay. And, um, and then we got our investor and 
just everything kind of went from there. And we just had such great luck because, I mean, it's terrible that we're in COVID, but like you say, you have to kind of um, ask yourself where the silver lining is and where the opportunities lie. And for us, it was that we were able to get our script into the hands of some incredible actors who I just am so thrilled are going to be part of the film now. So um, we have Sean Astin, who's going to narrate the film as the dog, and Jim Henson's making our puppets, which is also incredible. Wow. Um, And yeah, and then Rhea Perlman's going to play my mother, and Christopher Lloyd's going to play my father. <laughs> Hello! So I have a really, really great parents in the film. <laughs> um, and it's really a tribute to these 80s films that we all, like my generation, grew up on and loved. But it's also kind of playful, and we want to subvert some of the things that um, need to be updated about 80s films. So it's definitely... Uh, you know, much more feminist than maybe some of those films were. Um, and The Witch is uh, the sort of, uh, my character is really nuanced and uh, it's hard. It's a hard role to play. It's exciting and challenging. She's very dramatic, but she's also got to be really funny. So um, I am, you know, really excited about diving into this really juicy role and then, um, and then there's just all kinds of little funny twists and uh, unexpected subversions that we're putting inside of this kind of um, nostalgic fantasy frame. Wow, I'm excited. Well, let's get life moving on here, world, and start this film in production because, <laughs> I mean, seriously, you know, and it's interesting because you've got such a iconic cast in this. I mean, goodness gracious. And I like the idea of doing a, a a love letter to the 80s films, those, you know, whether it be fantasy films. I, I like the idea also that you are kind of nuancing a little bit more, focusing on more of the positive things about uh, women, you know, feminism, whatever the case might be, whatever topics you're going to tackle. I think that's awesome. And you Thank know, you. Yeah, yeah of course. Thanks. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And it, it also is very cool in the fact that, you know, you've got films like the never ending story or the princess bride or you know the list goes on and on where there's these stories and now you're kind of going okay let's do something similar but let's make it the same theme but you know for today's culture and and things that will people will appreciate which i think it's good you know you can't just stay in the past right it doesn't work that way no no and 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 who would want to i mean I think that one of the things that we love, I love about those 80s films is the fact that before there was a lot of CGI, one had to really rely on the um, story to carry it and on the transformation of the characters. And so that's something I really, uh, we're really trying to go back to. And then also the puppetry, the Jim Henson world, I'm a dancer. So for me, movement and how something moves is something I'm really, I just think it's fun. It's just so playful and fun to explore. And so having like the human hand manipulate and lift an ear and cock, you know, the head sideways when it's curious. And I just love that there's a human being inside of there animating it. Um, And that's very 80s. And so all the things we love about the 80s, we're we're kind of um, making an homage to. But then, you know, it is 2020 and it is time to have a diverse cast and it is time for the, you know, uh, 
the 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 female character to be kind of more nuanced, and so um, I think that you know, and then also it's really playful. There's so much humor in this script, um, and I think The Princess Bride is a perfect film. I don't know, I just think it's perfect. <laughs> so, it is, but, yeah. Um, it is. And, you know, what I, that was one of those films that came out and just, I don't know, just blew my mind, the, the tone of it and just how funny it was. And, um, and yet the heart of it, the belief in, in love, uh, conquering all obstacles was very serious. Like that wasn't a joke. That was real. Um, and I, I think there's something really fun about this um, stylistic, but that the heart of it is actually very serious. And this is yeah. definitely one of those love love will conquer all kinds of stories. That's all I can say. No, I think that's <laughs> great. No, that's more than expected, to be honest. <laughs> Some people, yeah. I can't say anything. But, I mean, you're talking about things that have been made available, like, to the press, like myself. So, yeah, I think, you know, it's going to be really good. And make no mistake, like you said, Princess Bride, the subcontext, or the subtext to that story is very serious, right? You know, it's not just these two people frolicking around for two hours. And there's a lot going on in that film. And of course, you know, when you get to be my age or whatnot, you, then you realize, oh, wow, this is a pretty serious film. And you don't catch that, though, you know, when you're watching it. At least I didn't, obviously, or have the yeah. sensibility to understand. So let's talk about The NeverEnding Story. First question, sure. has your daughter seen it? Has she watched it? Does she have any interest in it? Or is it like, oh, this is mom and this is... is it? I, and I have to imagine <laughs> it's kind of almost interesting for her because when you were when you made that film, you were probably close to the same age, yeah. right? I would imagine. Yeah. And the crazy thing is she's going to be in this film. So very she's cool. She's actually going to be making her uh, first screen debut very similar age to me. So that's really fun. I love that. There's kind of a funny poetry to that. Um, so, you know, my daughter grew up with me as a as a choreographer and as a director. I, she spent a lot of her time in the Baby Bjorn in theaters on my chest while I'm dancing and choreographing. Oh, wow. <laughs> she spent a lot of time in rehearsal rooms watching me direct and um so she's grown up you know with all of this stuff all around her so for her um i think it surprised her that you know so many people had heard of the never ending story that was new for her but she really has grown up in a house full of puppets and costumes and dancers and this is this is her her world. So um, I think that uh, in some ways, you know, uh, it, it was just a sort of fun, normal extension of the sort of bizarre, magic, funny house we live in. <laughs> yeah. Um, but she loves it. She loves the NeverEnding Story. And she has my little figurines that I was given uh, when I left Germany. She plays with them. And, um, and I think, you know, she has been asking to be in our project since the time she, she was in some, she did a few little shows with me that were really, really fun when she was little. And so she's just, she's really excited to kind of join the, the team. <laughs> yeah, well, that's great. And it has to be fantastic for you as parents too to have her have that desire to want to continue on the family legacy, right? And be 
a performer. Does she show interest in dancing as well? She does. She's so not, she's not a ballerina. I tried and I loved it, <laughs> but she, it's just not her cup of tea at all. Um, I'm also a, a choreographer uh, and I teach improvisation. So I think she loves improvising. We did a bunch of improvisatory shows. We did one at the Whitney she was in. Like, you know, she's really, really uh, interested in improvisation, but hip hop's her thing. So she is taking hip hop classes and she's way better at it than me. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, I'm, I'm excited that she wants to move and that she's physical and that she wants to express herself, you know, through movement, you know, also important that she find her own um, way through that. Yeah, that's fantastic. Well, she has great parents who can guide her in the fact that you have this experience and you've been in this business for a very long time. The never ending story is just such an iconic film and after all of these years without a doubt it still holds how is it for you now watching that film and looking back on that is it a surprise to you at all that it has done so well and stood the test of time for so long or or not at all oh my gosh it's such a surprise i don't think anyone can know you know how something that they're a part of is going to impact it and and actually, the Never New Story sort of disappeared for a while. I would say that, you know, through my 20s, no one ever talked about it. And I was busy dancing, and it wasn't part of my life at all. And when I would audition for things or write grants, I didn't put it down. No one cared. <laughs> it's not going to help me in what I was doing, you know, at the time. So it just wasn't really relevant. But then it's so funny that somehow it's percolated up in maybe it's just because all the people that watched it when they were kids finally have kids of their own and they want to share it with them. And so I'm guessing that maybe that's something about the just the timing where like, me too, I, I'm showing Maya E.T. and I'm showing her, you know, all the movies that I loved when when I was her age. And so I think maybe that's why it's percolated back into the consciousness. And then it was on Stranger Things and that, you know, final episode. And um, so it's funny, it's just kind of come back. And I feel really honored to be a part of it. I didn't expect it. It's incredible luck to be part of a story that is meaningful to people. And so, um, yeah, I just feel super grateful. And now that I'm so much older, um, the joy in it is really just it's an opportunity to connect with people. It's a way to kind of have a shared like, oh, yeah, we were part of this thing together. And I think the world is hard right now and COVID is hard. And there's a lot of things that are hard. And so um, I think one of the complicated questions is how do you create stories that aren't just escapism? They're entertaining and they're meaningful, but they're also an opportunity to reflect on our ability to stay hopeful or our ability to use imagination to problem solve. And maybe the stories that really stick, like the Neverending Story, um, have that deeper layer of something that we need to keep reminding ourselves of to kind of um, fight through the dark times and build something a little brighter. Yeah, I absolutely agree, Tammy. And that's just a beautiful answer, better than I could have ever asked for, because you just never know with those types of films, because you have actors like yourself who have this one, I mean, you've obviously done other amazing things, you know, but that is kind of... No, no, that was my only screen time, for sure. Well, (laughs) yeah, yeah, of course. In 
regards to like your creativity and your dancing and you've you've continued on the creative process is, is what I meant to say yeah. versus like yeah. you had this one role and then that was it. We didn't hear from you again. And now you're, you know, working in finance in West Hollywood or something like that, <laughs> you know, which yeah. it, which happens because it's funny. There was another actor who was in a classic 80s film that I reached out to and they have just they don't want to. And it was a very iconic role for this person yeah. and really defined them in this movie. And, and at this point in time, they just don't have any interest in talking about it. It's just it's it's far removed from their life. And they do have a job, a business job. They're an entrepreneur, ironically, and they do VC and startup. And so when I reached out to him, he's like, you know, I, I appreciate it. Um, if, if you want to talk about what I'm doing now, then I'm totally down for it. But I would prefer to not discuss this part of my life anymore because it's it's a closed chapter and i can respect that you know i appreciate the honesty yeah. versus you know me not asking and then getting into an interview and going okay let's talk about this and then just you know getting shut down or right making right. somebody feel uncomfortable and just not want to be a part of a conversation if that makes any sense so thank you for totally totally just sharing this moment with me and just kind of talking about this time in your life and uh you know, several years, decades later, you can pop it on and, and watch it. And we love the costumes and the 80s music. And it was before CGI was <laughs> totally. cool. And you made it work, you know, in a studio somewhere <laughs> with green screen or what, however they did it at the time. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. Uh, it was believable and fantastic. Now, outside of all of this creativity and other things that you have done, kind of looking back on your life and everything that you've done, would you have done anything differently as far as continuing to pursue acting and auditioning for things? Or was that kind of it for you? And we know you did other things in between there, but yeah. would, you, would you have done well, anything differently I, or kept it the same? I mean, I feel like I was very conscious and strategic about how I organized my uh my career path, my, my parents were archaeologists and right. they really would not have fared well trying to dump their careers and go be managers in Hollywood. It just <laughs> would have just not worked, you know? And um, I totally uh, respect that they felt that it was important for me to have a normal childhood to create a kind of foundation and a grounding. And then when I was um, applying for college and thinking about what to do, I said to myself, you know, I love dancing and I love acting and I have to choose right now. And um, you can only dance for a limited period of time because it's a physical thing and your body ages and your bones, your discs degenerate and that's just a reality. So I'll, I'll dive into dance and I'll dance as much as I possibly can and then I'll go um, back to acting if it's still a, a, a flame that's burning. And of course that's completely crazy because nobody decides to go back into acting in their late 40s. Everyone tells you that Hollywood is not really clamoring for women to do that. <laughs> but you don't think that way when you're 20. You're just kind no. of following your heart, or at least I was. You know, there's some, the reason I like to talk about The NeverEnding Story is that I think that the message of it is to just do what you dream. And even if it seems crazy and bananas, if it's um, a, a pure intention that's there to kind of inspire other people or help help move the world in a, in a positive direction, um, then you should just go for it. And I love the sort of quixoticness of that. And, um, and I think it's, it's exciting to kind of get back into acting now after a whole career in dance, partly because it's, it kind of what the Neverending Story was all about, which is just, even if it's nuts, do it anyway. 
yeah. <laughs> imagine a path forward, make your own make your own road. And and I hope that for, you know, uh, I think that right now in, in Hollywood, there's a lot of female actresses that are uh, kind of asking, taking things into their own hands and creating roles that they want to play and getting it financed and producing it. So executive producing for this film is really exciting for me. It's an opportunity to kind of um, bring the kinds of stories into the cultural landscape that I think would be meaningful uh, for the next generation and really fun um, as well. So um, so I think, you know, for me, I love talking about The NeverEnding Story because not so much because it's about me, but because when I meet people, they're like, you know, I watched that movie and I chose to become a singer or I chose to become a photographer or I chose to become an entrepreneur. And, you know, everyone said I couldn't do it, but I did what I dreamed. And, you know, so I feel like that really... Uh, that's why I am drawn to art is, is an opportunity to kind of um, connect with people and together, you know, help all of us kind of aim a little higher in terms of what we hope we could, you know, build. Yeah. And I think, too, with the way our culture is now versus however many years ago that this film was made, you know, mm-hmm. The way films are made now and the way films can get made now are completely different, right? Like, you don't necessarily need a studio to finance your film, which obviously is helpful. But when you go and you finance this yourself, you crowdfund or however you do it, you have the ability to have more creative control also with your story. And of course, people are attracted to you because obviously the never ending story is a big staking point, but it's an opportunity to tell a really good story and to get Sean Aston, who is an industry veteran. And, you know, I mean, he did a film with DB Sweeney. I don't know if you saw it. It was like a YouTube Uh film, two dumb mix. And it was absolutely hilarious. And I had DB on the show a while ago and we talked about this film and, you know, to get Sean Aston, who is a veteran, and yourself, and just everybody else who is involved, Rhea Perlman, I mean, goodness gracious, and to say, <laughs> we want to make this film, but we're doing it just for the pure creativity of, of creating art and something that we know people are going to like, right? And that's how you do yeah. it. I think there's yeah. something about that. And we really are, We, we it is really kind of a just a fun homage to like our generation and I think you know we're we're making it uh for 80s fans and parents who want to share this kind of film with their kids but like an updated version of it um so I mean I think part of it has just been so shocking how much encouragement we've got and I feel that that's the engine that's motivating these people are like make this like we want to see it and it's you know, I don't have a Hollywood studio behind me. It's really just um, a passion project. And so the encouragement that we've been shown has just meant so much to us. Yeah, I think the response has been just absolutely amazing. And when I saw you on social media promoting this, I reached out to your agent, your publicist client. Mm-hmm. I was like, dude, we got to get her on the show because <laughs> this is huge. And, you know, six months from now, who knows? It, it might be impossible to get you. <laughs> so I was like, let's get her on. Let's talk about this. And it's great. You, I mean, you can make a film now so easily. And there's a bajillion streaming services that you can put your project on as well. I wouldn't say so easily. It's a 
12 hour a day job. Well, yeah. Well, I'm, let me <laughs> back you that can up. Do it. You can do it on your own. Yes. Not, not so easily. Yes. <laughs> I have done background work. So yeah, it can wind up to be a long day. I, what I meant to yeah. say was you, you just don't have the, the reins of the studio around your neck, you know, no, calling I, all the shots I, per se. And yeah, it's not so easy. If anybody's listening to make a film, to take one scene and do that could take 12 or 13 hours. So it's a lot of work, uh, you know, so I apologize. I didn't mean to. Uh... Oh, no, no, I'm just, I, was, I was just, I was just teasing. I was just teasing. Yada, yada, that, uh, you know, yada, yada, yada. We made a film, you know, no, no, no. There's a lot of work to it, but to be able to garner financing and to just get in the, the press behind it as well is just a big deal. And man in which, you know, hopefully as things progress in our country and we can go back to normal, I know they're starting to put some programs in yeah. place for production. I know some places like Canada have started filming and some shows have gone into production and then some have gone in and had to shut down, you know, because half of the cast or crew yeah. breaks out. Uh, with COVID, I yeah. know Tyler Perry was, they had started production and then had to shut down again. So fingers crossed, you know, that, uh, and, and hopes and prayers for our country that we can get through this and you can make this amazing film and continue to do the con circuit, I'm sure, and, and make appearances with your cast members and yeah. connect with people Thank who... Thank you so much. Yes, No, yes. definitely fingers crossed for, for our whole country that everyone can just get back to having normal life, that they can find work if they've lost it, that they can go back to work if they were on furlough or something. I mean, it's just, um, it is a crazy, crazy moment we're all living through. But I do think that one of the things that we need when things are really, really crazy is just stories that make us feel connected to one another. So that's what I know how to do. And that's what I'm going to make through this crazy period. And we'll all just um, pray that, that, you know, everyone gets through it as um, as best they can. <laughs> yes, yeah. yes. And continue to stay safe and with your family. And it's it's just fun watching you on social. That's how we get into your world. And it's sort of yeah, odd, and, voyeuristic oh, I way. To say, you know, if people want to um, kind of uh, have a little bit of a behind-the-scenes look into the making of Man and Witch, um, I love the fact that it's a new era and that it's a more do-it-yourself era and that we can be more human and more open and just share things. So we really are um, opening up the, the stage door to people. And if you go to my website, which is just TammyStronach.com, um, there's a Man and Witch tab. And if you want to sign on, we're going to send photos. We're going to send updates. We're going to let you know first who the next person that we cast is. Um, and, and we just really feed off of the fact that like, okay, there's people out there that are wanting to see this. We're going to keep going, put in that 13th hour. <laughs> yeah. So, um, it's just a lovely way to be connected. So I would really encourage anyone that's interested to go check it out and sign up. And, uh, we're going to be preparing lots of little, um, goodies to release through that. Yes. Very exciting. Well, Tammy, thank you for joining me on the show today. I really, really appreciate it. My pleasure and have a safe and healthy time yourself. Thank you for all your kind words. That brings today's episode to an end. Thanks for choosing to stop by and listen. If you enjoyed the show, consider sharing it with a friend and hitting the subscribe button. It's absolutely free. The views and opinions of our guests do not necessarily reflect those of the host. Is it all over, Rock? I guess so. Until next time, cheers. 
This episode of the Open Mic Podcast is brought to you by Cheap Seat Entertainment. 